What we're going to do right now is we're going to go into God's word. This is where we find our hope and where we find the message of the resurrection, the message of Easter Sunday. Ese es donde encontramos el mensaje de la resurrección. And our first scripture reading is going to be that story. It's from Matthew chapter 28, verses 2 through 6. Mateo capítulo 28, versículos 2 a 6. If you look up on the screen, you'll find the other reading there and the page numbers as well. Those page numbers uh, are from the Bibles in the back, and you're welcome to, to get one of those Bibles, to use one of those Bibles. La página la pantalla indica donde está el texto en las Biblias atrás, y pueden usar y hasta llevar una Biblia con, con ustedes. So Cody talked about those centuries-old traditions that are associated with the, with the resurrection of Christ. And I want to invite us into another one. The word resurrection actually means to stand up. Did you know that? It's a stand up from the dead. Resurrección quiere decir ponerse de pie. So the, the tradition is that when we read the story of the resurrection on Easter Sunday, God's people stand up. So your resurrected people, stand up with me if you would. Pueden ponerse de pie. And we're going to read this. I'll read first in English, then in Spanish. Primero voy a leer en inglés, después en español. This is the good news of our Lord. El Evangelio de nuestro Señor. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, do not be afraid, for I know you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Sucedió que hubo un terremoto violento porque un ángel del Señor bajó del cielo y acercándose al sepulcro, quitó la piedra y se sentó sobre ella. Su aspecto era como el de un relámpago y su ropa era blanca como la nieve. Los guardias tuvieron tanto miedo de él que se pusieron a temblar y quedaron como muertos. El ángel dijo a las mujeres, no tengan miedo. Sé que ustedes buscan a Jesús, el que fue crucificado. No está aquí, pues ha resucitado tal como dijo. Vengan a ver el lugar donde lo pusieron. And then if you don't mind standing for just another minute, I'm going to read this scripture from Romans chapter 1, verses 1 through 5. Después Romanos 1, 1 al 5. And I'll read first in Spanish. Primero en español. Pablo, siervo de Cristo Jesús, llamado a ser Apóstol apartado para anunciar el Evangelio de Dios, que por medio de sus profetas ya había prometido en las Sagradas Escrituras. Este Evangelio habla de su Hijo, que según la naturaleza humana era descendiente de David, pero que, pero que según el Espíritu de Santidad fue designado con poder Hijo de Dios por la resurrección. Él es Jesucristo nuestro Señor. Por medio de Él y en honor a su nombre, Recibimos el don apostólico para persuadir a todas las naciones que obedezcan a la fe. Paul, a servant of Christ Jesus, called to be an apostle and set apart for the gospel of God. The gospel he promised beforehand through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures regarding his son, who as to his earthly life was a descendant of David, and who through the spirit of holiness was appointed the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through him, we received grace and apostleship 
to call all the Gentiles to the obedience that comes from faith for his name's sake. This is the reading of God's word, la lectura de la palabra de Dios. You may be seated, pueden sentarse. So if you pay any attention to uh, the stock market, or if you're into uh, you know, business, or if you read the business news, then perhaps you are familiar with these three letters, I-P-O. A lo mejor conocen, si conocen la bolsa de valores, conocen OPI. I-P-O. That stands for Initial Public Offering, right? Oferta Pública Inicial. Now, I'm no expert, but here's my best attempt to explain this. Uh, initial Public Offering is that point uh, where a privately held company is finally listed on the stock exchange and is open for trading. Es cuando una empresa privada sale la bolsa de valores. In other words, at that point, this company, which has, you know, beforehand had private investors, is open now for outside investors to come in and begin uh, to take stock in the company, which means that they can also share in the profits of the company. Inversionistas de afuera pueden ya invertir en la compañía, en la empresa, y así compartir de las ganancias. And so sometimes this moment of initial public offering is also called, in layman's terms, going public. Because going public is such a big deal because it is risky. Es un riesgo. If the conditions aren't right, if the market's not in a good place, if the company's not in a good place, if, if something is off or whatever it might be, that first day a company goes public, they can lose millions just like that. Uh, pueden perder hasta millones el primer día si las condiciones no están bien. So that's a risky thing. But here's the flip side. If the conditions are right and if everything is in line and the company's in a good place and, and everything is positive, you can see a, a company that goes public begin to soar to new heights of, of profitability and of success. Pueden, si las condiciones están bien, pueden empezar a tener ganancias más grandes y mucho más éxito. That's what going public can get you. Now, I'm not talking about this this morning because I'm so interested in business. I'm really not good at this. But this really, in a sense, is, is kind of what we're looking at today. What we're looking at today and what we're celebrating and commemorating is an event in history, a crucial event where God, in a sense, has gone public with his kingdom enterprise. Dios, por un sentido, ha salido al público con la empresa de su reino. The resurrection of Jesus Christ in a very real way is God's initial public offering. La resurrección es una oferta pública inicial. It's that place in time in history where, where God comes out and he puts it out there, his plans his intentions for his kingdom enterprise. Dios sale con sus planes para la empresa de su reino. Think about this with me. You see, up to that point in history, God had been largely dealing with a group of private investors known as the Israelites, the, the Jews, the people of Judah. Dios antes trataba con los israelitas, unos inversionistas privados. He was mainly working with that group on this plan. 
We talked about this last week on Palm Sunday. Jesus comes riding into Jerusalem and he's hailed as a king. By who? By these people. Lo declaran rey el Domingo de Ramos. They, they declare him to be the son of David, which is a very special designation, meaning you're the Messiah. You're the king. They wanted him to be the savior of their nation. Los israelitas querían ver él como hijo de David, Mesías, el salvador de la nación. And so they held this big parade. Yes, this parade was in public, but it was largely a private affair. It was for a private audience. Those people of the Jews that were looking for Jesus to come in and basically to resurrect their dead nation, to take it back to life. Los judíos estaban buscando a Jesús para resucitar a su patria. But then everything changed. On Good Friday, Jesus, the king of the Jews, was assassinated. He was tortured, killed in a coup, crucified. Fue golpeado y, y también crucificado Jesús. It was a coup, I say. It was authorized by the Romans, but it wasn't carried out by them in a very real way. Fue autorizado los romanos. This coup really came from the inside. It came from that private board of directors known as the chief priests and the rulers of the people of the Jews. Los jefes y los sacerdotes, los judíos, ejecutaron este golpe. But now, now just three days later on Sunday, there's something brand new going on here. Something very unique. Hay algo nuevo aquí que ocurre el domingo. And in Romans chapter 1 verse 4, the Bible talks about this. Romans 1, 4 says that Jesus was a descendant of David in his human nature, in his earthly life. Jesús era descendiente de David. But on that Sunday, the spirit of holiness appointed him the son of God in power by his resurrection from the dead. Sin embargo, fue designado con poder hijo de Dios por la resurrección. It says that God appointed him, his son, in power by the resurrection. Dios lo designó con poder en la resurrección. What's that saying? That word appointed is a huge word. It's just chock full of meaning. Designado tiene mucho significado. It means uh, uh, declared to be. Appointed means to be determined, to be marked off, to be pronounced. Uh, to be announced. Es como si Dios dice, estoy declarando esto, determinando esto, pronunciando esto. In a sense, God, in a sense, on the resurrection, God takes Jesus out, puts him on a pedestal and says, here it is. Here he is. Here I am. I'm putting it out there. This is what I'm about. Esto es lo que yo estoy haciendo. To the Jews who thought it was impossible to see God, God says, look, this is your God. This is what you've been hoping for all along. A los judíos que pensaban que era imposible ver a Dios, él dice, este es su Dios. To the Romans, who thought Caesar was Lord, through the resurrection, God says, no, Jesus is Lord. A los romanos que pensaban que César es Señor, dice Dios, Jesús es el Señor. 
It's a big moment. Now we gotta understand that prior to that point, that wasn't the case. Why? Because if we look at the Bible, if you read the stories of Jesus, have you ever wondered this? As you're reading along in the stories of Jesus, many times Jesus along the way will do something amazing. You're like, everybody's gotta know about this. But what does Jesus say? Shh, don't tell anybody. Jesús en los evangelios muchas veces hace milagros y dice, no se lo digan a nadie. Jesus heals a 12-year-old girl, raises a 12-year-old girl back from the dead. Él resucita una niña de 12 años. What does he do? He turns to the parents and says, shh, don't tell anybody. A los papás dicen, no se lo digan a nadie. What's that about? And then there's another story of, of the disciple Peter standing up with his other disciples and he says, I know who you are, Jesus. I, I, I got it. I know, I know, I know. You're the Christ. You're the son of the living God. Pedro, confiesa, tú eres el Cristo, el hijo de Dios viviente. And Jesus says, yeah, you're right, Peter, but shh, don't tell anyone. No se lo digan a nadie. And then just before all of these events, Jesus goes up to a high mountain with just three of the disciples. And the Bible says he's transfigured, he's changed. He, he flashes like lightning. And there are two figures, Moses and Elijah, the two prophets, two of the prophets that had predicted him by him. Jesús está transfigurado en un monte con Moisés y Elías, los profetas a su lado. It's a big deal. And they're coming down from the hill. And Jesus says to those three disciples, don't tell anyone until, no se lo digan a nadie hasta, until when? Until I am raised from the dead. Hasta que yo esté levantado de los muertos. Why? Because the resurrection is that moment that it's all leading toward where God goes public. The scriptures talk about the cross, and it says that in the cross, God made a public spectacle of the principalities and powers. He made a public spectacle of the forces of evil. You think the cross was Jesus' defeat? No, that was his victory. En la cruz, Jesús tuvo la victoria. Hizo espectáculo en frente de los poderes y potestades, los demonios. Jesus won on the cross. The devil knows that. The evil spirits know that. But when do we know it? We know it on Easter Sunday. When Jesus rises from the dead, it is a public event for all the world to see. God puts it out there. En la resurrección, Dios expone a nosotros esta noticia. Now we need to understand that's risky. How risky is that? It's so risky because Here's the thing, when God puts it out there and says, my son's alive, there are really only two options. Hay solo dos opciones, either that happened or it didn't happen. Either the resurrection really occurred or it didn't. O la resurrección ocurrió o no. There's really no middle ground. Now, over the centuries, a few people, not very many, have tried the middle ground. You know, they've said, well, I don't know if Jesus really rose from the dead, but he lives in my heart, and in that sense, he will always live with us. Hogwash. That's bull. Algunos dicen, Jesús, no sé si vive, pero vive en mi corazón en ese sentido vive. No, que va. 
You see, if that's the only option we've got, the middle option, why are we here? If that's our option, then the resurrection of Jesus Christ is simply a matter of personal opinion. I think it happened, you don't. You know, what works for me, however, might not work for you. Es una opinión personal. If the resurrection of Jesus Christ is just a matter of private religion, then it is something that the rest of the world can ignore. El mundo puede ignorar la resurrección si es solo de, de una fe privada. If that's the case, then the resurrection of Jesus Christ is simply a legend. It's just another story, like the Easter Bunny. Es simplemente una leyenda. It's nice if you like that sort of thing. And if you don't, well, that's okay too. Si te gusta, está bien. Si no te gusta, no importa. By the way, I forgot to tell the kids. I was driving to church this morning. I saw the Easter Bunny. White bunny behind a car, Tulare Avenue. I'm not making this up. Okay? See what they think about that. I'm telling the truth. But you see, that's not what the Bible tells us, right? The Bible doesn't say that this is a legend. The Bible doesn't say it's like the Easter Bunny. It's something fun to do for a certain while and then get rid of it. La Biblia no dice así. The Bible is very clear in its claim. It says that on the third day, Jesus rose again from the dead physically in human flesh and blood. El tercer día, Jesús resucitó en carne humana al tercer día. And he was transformed in such a way that this was not just an ordinary human body, but a body that can never get sick, never experience pain, and never die. Even though it has the scars of the suffering of the cross. Es un cuerpo que no puede morir y no puede pasar enfermedad ni dolores. And God puts that out there and says to the world, deal with that. And oh, by the way, if you get connected to this one, my son, this is my promise. If you can embrace him by faith and put your whole life in his hands, yeah, that's your destiny too. Even though you die, you will be raised again with a physical resurrected body that will never die and you will be with me in my kingdom forever. This is my kingdom enterprise. Si te conectas con el Señor Jesucristo, tú, aunque mueras, vas a vivir para siempre. That's the good news that we're celebrating today. So you see, the resurrection of Jesus Christ is not just a matter of private opinion. It is that point where God goes public with his plan in a display of power that challenges us to respond in faith. La resurrección es el punto donde Dios sale al público con su plan y nos reta a responder por fe. Romans chapter 1 verse 5 says it this way. Romanos 1.5 through him, that is through Jesus, we received grace and apostleship to call all the Gentiles. Now, the word Gentiles can also be translated nation. All the nations. Through Christ, we've received grace and apostleship to call all the nations 
to the obedience that comes from faith. Por medio de él, de Cristo, en el honor a su nombre, recibimos el don apostólico para persuadir a todas las naciones que obedezcan a la fe. What this is saying is that through the resurrected Jesus Christ, we have received grace, translation, an undeserved gift. The undeserved gift of forgiveness, reconciliation with God, eternal life. Hemos recibido un don, la gracia, la reconciliación con Dios y vida eterna. And he says, we've also received apostleship, which simply says we've received a mission and a commission. Hemos recibido una misión, un apostolado. And what's our mission? To call the nations. To proclaim to the nations in a public way this resurrection so that they too might believe in Jesus and follow him. Obey him. Para que podamos proclamar esto a las naciones para que puedan ser persuadidos y seguir a Jesús y obedecer y confiar en Jesús. We have received the call to go public with this message. It's not just, oh, I hope Jesus rose, but if not, I still like him. That's not our message. He is alive. He lives. El vive. Here's the deal. And this is where I think as Christians we need to know the truth. And if you're a skeptic, here's the deal. I'm going to put it out there for you too. Science cannot disprove the resurrection of Jesus. La ciencia no puede refutar la resurrección de Jesús. The best that science can do is to say resurrections don't naturally happen. La ciencia dice las resurrecciones no ocurren naturalmente. And you know what? I can agree. I'll agree with science on that. Resurrections don't naturally happen, but I'm not talking about something natural here. This is something supernatural. That's super. You need philosophy if you're going to get to that. But science can't disprove it. La ciencia no puede refutar eso. La resurrección de Cristo fue sobrenatural. History cannot disprove the resurrection. La historia no puede refutar la resurrección. In fact, if you go back and if you study the historical record, the writings from 2,000 years ago by both skeptics and believers, they both agree on one thing. En los records históricos, los escépticos y creyentes están de acuerdo en una cosa. Skeptics and believers from 2,000 years ago agree on one thing. That Jesus was in the grave on Friday, but he was gone on Sunday. The empty tomb. Everybody agrees Jesus was not there and his remains were not to be found. Never have been. La tumba vacía es, no estuvo ahí Jesús el domingo, la resurrección. See, history can't disprove the resurrection. There have been lots of attempts to logically explain this or to explain away this. Ha habido esfuerzos para explicar esto. But here's the other thing. Logic can't refute or disprove the resurrection either. La lógica tampoco puede refutar la resurrección. Some say, well, Jesus fainted on Friday and, and then he somehow, you know, got a drink of water or something and he got better on Sunday. 
Okay, that's one of those logical explanations. It takes more faith to believe that than to believe that he came back from the dead. People who are sane, normal people will not die for something that they believe is a lie. Las personas sanas no mueren por una mentira. If the disciples, as some tried to explain, stole away his body and then made up a story about him rising from the dead, they would not have been willing to go and be beheaded, burnt at the stake, tortured, and even crucified upside down for that lie. And yet that's what happened to them. Los discípulos hasta fueron decapitados, quemados, crucificados, cabeza abajo por esto. Logic cannot disprove what happened that day. Now, to be fair, I'm going to say something else. Science cannot prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that the resurrection happened. La ciencia no puede comprobar esto más allá de la duda. History, logic cannot prove beyond a doubt that this happened. And I think that's because God wants it that way. Because in the end, God does not want you to believe science. He doesn't want you to believe history. He doesn't want you to believe logic. He wants you to believe him. When he says, my son has risen from the dead. Dios no quiere que creas en la ciencia o en la historia o la lógica en este asunto, sino a Dios. Thomas, remember that guy? He got a nickname, Doubting Thomas. He had all the evidence he needed. He had the best evidence. His very best buddy said, I have seen Jesus. He had it all. And yet he was still able to say, I don't believe it. Unless I see the nail marks and put my finger in his side, I won't believe it. You see, you can have all the evidence you want and still choose not to believe. That option is left to you. Puedes tener toda la evidencia del mundo y no creer. But this is what the Bible encourages us to do in 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 8. Segunda Timoteo 2, 8, nos da ánimo de hacer esto. It says simply this, remember Jesus Christ raised from the dead, descended from David. This is my gospel. This is the message. No dejes de recordar a Jesucristo descendiente de David, levantado de entre los muertos. Este es mi evangelio. Easter is about God's plan to go public with his enterprise to save our lives and change the world. Dios va al público con la resurrección, con su plan para salvarnos y cambiar el mundo. And that's what he's done in Jesus. And the question we need to answer today is this. Are we willing to go public? Are we willing to respond in faith and join God in this kingdom enterprise? Are we willing to take stock in Jesus Christ? Estamos dispuestos a salir al público y unirnos a la empresa de Dios en Jesús. You see, that's the important thing. God's inviting us to do that. He's inviting us to do uh, something more than just having a private hope or a private faith. Dios no quiere que solo tengamos una esperanza privada, una fe privada. 
And so this morning what I'd like to do in just a moment here is I'd like to show you uh, the story, the testimony of a man from Sunrise Community Church who today is going public with his story and his conviction that Jesus Christ is real and that he's truly risen from the dead. Vamos a salir a público con el testimonio del hombre de esta iglesia que dice que Jesús resucitó y él es real. His name is Henry. Some of you may know Henry, but I'm going to let him tell the story. Escuchemos su historia. trying to change a lot of things on the outside, but the one thing that needed to happen was inside you. Right. So talk a little bit about how, how, has, how have you had that sense of Jesus in your life on the inside? What, what's that been like? The most, I, I, I would describe it as just a sense of joy. You know, I, I had so much anger in my heart. Um, anger, hatred, just, I, I, you know, I wanted to blame everybody for everything I had been through in my life. My parents. They didn't, they didn't raise me right. They didn't mean, um, people close to me, you know, they could have guided me better. Oh, they could have given me, I mean, everybody so was at home. always out there. Right, right, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, I just, and I, sometimes I even blame God. Yeah. There was time I thought, God, how could you do this to me? There's a God, why would he let this happen? I was a kid, you know, look at my life, I never had a chance. Mm-hmm. I mean, I thought to myself, I never had a chance. I mean, and now you want me to believe in this God that you mean to let me go through it again. I felt like I had to live to hell already. You know, at 30 years old, I mean, I had seen and been in places that, you know, are the most evil places in the world to me to live in. And so I thought, I mean, those were the things I used to say that would keep me from it. But now, there's this just this joy and happiness fulfillment in my life. And it's always there. Yeah. I never feel like I'm alone anymore. So it's not just that somebody said something or that you thought something new, but something happened inside of you that had to change. And it, 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 it's amazing that change happens from the inside out because yeah. it, it just, and I have heard many stories of people that have said, you know, one day I just woke up and everything, I just thought different, I just felt different. I thought, come on, that's, that doesn't happen, you know, that, come on, that's not real. And it is, because that's how it happened for me. And it honestly did. I, I just, I mean, one day I woke up and I felt like a different person. You know, the way I thought was different, the way I saw things was different, the way I felt was different. Mm-hmm. Every, all the animosity, all the envy or hurt or anger, it was just gone, wow. gone. You know, and and it, I don't know how to, I don't you know can't explain I can't describe other it. than that there had to be someone all powerful. Oh, oh and, and I knew immediately yeah. what it was. I knew yeah. immediately, immediately. Yeah. I knew this was God working in my life because I, you know, many times I asked for God just change me, Lord just let me work through me, and then it wouldn't happen. It was because I wasn't there. I wasn't ready for it, you know. And when the Lord knew I was ready for it, it happened. And wow, it's just been such an amazing journey, you know. And it, it hungers you for more because you think to yourself, you know, if God can bring me from that, what else? Where can He take me? Right? If he can take me from there, yeah. where what what does he have in store for me now? Yeah. Right. Possible with him. Right. So it's, it makes you want to get so more involved and so more committed to the Lord because you know now that wow, this is real. Yeah. He is real. Yeah. He is amazing. There's nothing he can't do. If he can save me, he can save anybody. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Cristo ha resucitado, ha resucitado de verdad. And he can save anyone. He can change anyone. Él puede cambiar y salvar a cualquiera. And this morning, I want to say, if you're looking for evidence, si buscan evidencia, God's gone on record today. God's gone on record to say, I dare you to disprove this. Dice Dios, te, te, te atrevo a que lo refutes. But God's saying something more than I dare you to disprove this. He's saying, I invite you to believe in my son Jesus. Te invito a que creas en mi hijo. Invest in Jesus Christ. Go public and bet the farm on him. You won't regret it. Invierte al Señor Jesús. And so this is the simple invitation I want to make right now. I want to invite you, if you have never gone public with your stand that Jesus Christ is alive, if you want to leave behind a kind of life that Henry has had, a life that is just full of frustration and death and hopelessness and darkness, if you want to leave that behind and you want to embrace this new resurrected life that Jesus has for you, I want to invite you to simply stand up. Be raised up right where you are and we would love to pray with you to simply receive that gift of Jesus Christ. Si tú quieres ponerte de pie y recibir eso, te queremos orar por ustedes. So I'm just going to invite us to, to bow our heads and I just want you to stand. If this is something you're seeing and hearing and feeling God speaking to you in this moment, Jesus is calling you. He's inviting you. Not me. Jesus is inviting you. Take a stand for me. Jesús te está invitando. I see people standing. There are people standing right now. And I'm going to invite some of our elder team and others. If, if you go try to get next to some of those people, we want to pray with those people. If you want to stand and say, yes, this is my day. Este es mi día. Ponte de pie. Let's pray together. Please stand. If you, I want to give one more simple invitation. It's as simple as standing up. Es solo ponerte de pie. Let's give thanks and let's pray. God, thank you for going public. Thank you for putting it out there that Jesus is alive. He's the Son of God and He's proven it in power by His resurrection. Gracias, Señor Jesús, que, que ha salido al público con tu poder en la resurrección. For those people that have stood right now, I want want to invite you to pray with me. Father, thank you for this day. Padre, gracias por este día. I come to you with my need. Vengo a ti con mi necesidad. I come to you recognizing I need life. I have sinned and failed. Yo necesito vida. Yo he fallado, he pecado. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for those sins, to pay for my sin, to pay my debt. Gracias por morir, Jesús, en la cruz por mis pecados. Jesus, I believe you are alive. You have risen. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Yo creo que has resucitado. Entra en mi vida. Cámbiame de adentro para afuera, Señor Jesús. I want to follow you. 
quiero seguirte. I don't know the way. No conozco el camino, but I know you will lead me. Tú me guiarás. Lead me into new life, abundant life. Llévame a la vida abundante y nueva. Thank you for this wonderful gift of your son, Jesus. Gracias por el regalo de tu hijo, Jesús. It's in his name that we pray. And I want to invite everyone to stand right now. Quiero invitar a todos a que nos pongamos de pie. And we're going to worship him, worship our risen Lord and Savior, because God has already done some resurrections right in the middle of us, right here. Can we give thanks to God for his resurrection life? Come on, gracias a Dios por la vida de la resurrección.